Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen, the podcast that goes around and claims that they review horror, just like this episode where we reviewed Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yay. Yeah. We have a very specific niche, like niche. (laughs) horror genre right now it's like fun happy-go-lucky horror nothing too serious so far yeah. um which is a really small market to corner and we're corning it the the horror that makes you feel good <laughs> uh, they pose the question are you afraid of the dark and we dare to answer it that is phantoms of silver screen i am one of your hosts rip and I am joined by Dumby. It is I, and I am afraid of the dark. <laughs> Cute, clever. Mm-hmm. All right, and we today we are going to recap and uh, possibly review with no experience of reviewing. Are you afraid of the dark's seventh episode of season two? That is season two, episode seven. The Tale of the Frozen Ghosts. And this is a very special episode for several several reasons. Number one, mm-hmm. we usually try to guess the episode who tells the story and what it's going to be about based on the title, if you haven't heard our previous episodes. I did not mm-hmm. partake in that experience because... I remember this episode because it scared me as a child. <laughs> so it is scarred into my emotions and subconscious. Um, Jumby, however, did participate in this. And we will get to that in a sec. Second thing, uh, it is special guested. There was a special guest star. It was special guested. It's a new <laughs> adjective that we made up. <laughs> Uh, special guested by Melissa Joan Hart, the princess of sass herself. She is, if you guys don't know Melissa Joan Hart, which I doubt if you're listening to this. But that is... No, you gotta know Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> Come on. Unless you're a little baby. <laughs> that is the lead of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which... <laughs> which Sabrina the Teenage Witch, she played Sabrina Spellman, and this is the happy-go-lucky Sabrina the Teenage Witch, not uh, the chilling adventures of Sabrina Spellman. Yeah, one who's like literally a witch and does demon spells with blood magic. How fun. Yes, and I think they just cloned Melissa Joan Hart and made her <laughs> and to play the chilling adventures of Sabrina Spellman. Or clone, or, you know, sold her soul to the devil together. One of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, it works with the the theme of the show. The gritty reboot. Hmm. Let's see. That was a huge surprise for me in the episode. Sabrina the Teenage Witch just showed up out of nowhere. (laughs) Um, Fresh off her show from, what was it called? Clarissa Clarissa Explains It All. She She was doing that at the same time. Yeah. She put that sass into this role perfectly. She was a little mean, but we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. I it's funny because recently I was watching 
Boy Meets World, and there was that Halloween episode where <laughs> spoilers for Boy Meets World in a random later episode when they're in college, but Eric like dates these witches, um, or no, Eric's roommate Jack, Jack dates these witches, and then at the end of the sh- episode when they get rid of their witches, like he ends up, uh, Eric ends up dating Sabrina the teenage witch out of nowhere. That was the last time I saw her, and it wasn't that long ago, because Melissa Joan Hart is relevant, all right? She shows up everywhere. Yes. She is my mind. the princess of the 90s. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, and the third thing we will talk about towards the end of the episode. So what was Jumbie's guess? Jumbie, do you remember? I do. Because I totally remember, and not because Rip reminded me a little earlier. <laughs> so, I guessed that this would be a Betty Ann tale. Because it had the word ghost in it. And my train of thought was more just like, okay, it has a key story. Like, it's a ghost story. That's a big thing. Betty Ann usually takes these, like big concepts for horror she does clowns she's vampires i thought she'd just continue and be like i'm gonna do ghosts now every big scary topic that was my train of thought yeah was i correct no (laughs) (laughs) it's never happened before (laughs) for real (laughs) (laughs) um what about you what do you think the story is going to be about i thought it was going to be about a frozen ghost. Yes, John B. thought it was going to be about a ghost. <laughs> I think those were your exact words from the last episode. A ghost, it takes place up north in the country yeah. somewhere. And <laughs> this ghost probably froze to death before it became a ghost. That was his guess. It's, yeah. it's John B. correct. Yes, yes. I was super correct. But <laughs> it's less impressive because the title, I mean, come on. What else could it be about? I feel like this is the first time in a long time we got one where the title was the actual episode. There was no tricks or... Fucking dark. Know, like... The dark dragon. <laughs> the dark dragon. The frozen ghost was within us the entire time. The the hungry hounds that show up once. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> uh, so even mm-hmm. even the tale of like tale of dark music like it's still vague enough where it's like i don't know where this is gonna go but frozen ghosts just like all right somebody died they froze they have a ghost <laughs> come on the end <sighs> but yeah i did enjoy this episode and it, it reminded me of why I, I loved i had a love-hate relationship with this episode i wasn't lucky enough to be traumatized by this when i was younger so you know i saw it the ghost was scary but i will admit if i saw that when i was a little bit younger a lot younger i would have been very scared (laughs) he was creeping me out as an adult right now i had the words i'm cold like it's (laughs) still in my mind to this day (laughs) like (laughs) next next time visiting your house and you're taking a nap. I'm going to go over to you and just be like, I'm cold. <laughs> just watch you punch me in the face. <laughs> just, 
bitch. <laughs> Goes right through you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with that memory. <laughs> yeah, every time I every time I go out in the snow, just I just think of those words. I'm cold. <laughs> I'm like, no. Where's his jacket? Help me find his jacket. You're losing it, Rip. You're losing it. <laughs> oh, uh, so I think it was a perfect time to like, jump into this. What do you think? Yeah. Um, how, so, do we, how do we start this episode, Jumby? We start this episode with a solo shot of Kristen. Mm-hmm. Kristen is there. She is bundled up. She's not wearing a costume. So right away I was like, all right, it's definitely not Kristen. <laughs> so she's just wearing a, a jean jacket. She looks like she's wearing winter clothes a little bit. I think she has like even a under sweater underneath that jean jacket just so she stays extra warm. And she's looking around for Betty and Kiki and she's like, hey guys, come on. Like you guys are slowing me down. You got to pick up the pace. Stop being so lazy. And Kiki and Betty Ann show up, but they are very out of place because they are sweating all over the place and breathing heavily. And they're whining about, not whining, I mean, they're legitimately complaining about the surroundings being too hot. Apparently, there is a heat wave going on. So I thought they were out of place, but really it was Kristen who's out of place because she is bundled up with winter gear and she is not shedding one bead of sweat. Nope. No. She has that disorder that nobody knows how to pronounce. That means that you can't sweat. Because she's sweating <laughs> nothing. So they catch up with her. They have a little back and forth about how it's too hot. And then they go and meet up with the boys. So before they arrive, um, Gary and David and I believe Frank is there as well. Yeah, right. The boys are there, Frank, David, and Gary. Yeah, they're around the campfire complaining also about how it's way too hot. Uh, David, looking like a completely different man over here, as much as he's aged before, he is he's aging even faster. He looks like a grown man. <laughs> so David suggests that... Um, they just changed the name of the Midnight Society to the Heat Wave Society so that they can go by his uncle's pool instead of a campfire in the middle of a heat wave because that seems like a bad idea, <laughs> which, you know, I, I'm not really one to agree with David too much, but he's right here. That that seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> you guys are going to melt. So the girls show up after they're having this discussion. By the way, Frank's there, and he has a do-rag, and he looks glorious. (laughs) Loving his look right now. He's sweating as well. He's he's complaining with the best of them. He is not being his usual overconfident, you know, jock kind of Frank. He is upset and sweating. So the girls show up. Um, Frank is sweating and out of breath. And Kiki is sweating too, and everyone's just like, "What's with the jacket, Christine? Like that's that's weird that you're wearing that right now. Aren't you gonna sweat at all? Like make us feel normal." <laughs> David is like also with everyone on the side of like, "Why are you wearing that denim jacket in the middle of a heat wave?" 
not sticking with his supposed girlfriend. I'm not going to let go of that because <laughs> they're dating, right? Like they, we had the episode. I don't know. I don't know. They, they don't even walk here together. Oh, what is this? She was, I don't like it. She was with the girls today. She was with the girls today. It just doesn't bode well. They're supposed to walk together. Are they not steady? And uh... <laughs> Kristen replies to all of them. It's not that right. hot. <laughs> and Frank was like, how could you even say that? What's wrong with you? Uh, Frank is delirious and very sensitive. Just, how could you? Kiki's holding like some leaves that she's just fanning herself with, and I'm just like, "That's probably like poison ivy." She just doesn't care. She's just that mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> um, but she's also inquisitive about Kristen's attire. Why? Betty Ann doesn't say much. No, she doesn't. I'm just pointing that out. She's very <laughs> quiet through all this. Almost like she's accustomed to the heat. Because she's a demon. And then Kristen drops the bombshell that at the end of her story, everybody will be wearing their jackets as well, too. So now we got confirmation. Kristen is telling her story. She is the storyteller tonight. Woo! Her tale will give you shivers. Yep, and it's sure to beat the heat. <laughs> she had a lot of puns today. I liked it. Yeah. And she threw me off because, as we've clearly noted, and one of the reasons why Kristen's one of my favorites <laughs> is she always dresses up for a story. That's how much showmanship she puts into it. She does. So sure. the moment we see her, we're like, okay, she's not going to be telling a story. But she pulled a fast one on everybody. She is dressed up. She's dressed up in winter gear. It looks normal, but in the setting she's in, once it's revealed that it's a heat wave, she is dressed up. She's doing the presentation. She's getting into character, and she's somehow suppressing her sweat glands for the <laughs> sake of the story. The concentration, and um, that's how much she's devoted to the art of storytelling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pure will is preventing her from sweating through her clothes. And, of course, her puns are, like, to set up the story. So, mm-hmm. Tails, it's a sure way to beat the heat and guarantee to give him shivers, as we said already. And mm-hmm. then she grabs the dust and she's, like, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Her story is the tale of the frozen ghost. And we begin. I'm cold. <laughs> All right. So, the so... story takes place mm-hmm. we see a limousine and it's driving out into where where jumby uh it's driving out into the country the country from where only be one place. uh probably probably the big city yeah makes sense the big city because <laughs> where else are you gonna rent a limousine like that other than the big city i mean they're known for having limousines like the only other thing they're known for is taxis in this big city. Which city is it? You know. The only one. And where are they mm-hmm. going? One the place. country. Only one yeah. place. So, mm-hmm. the country is facing the coldest winter there had ever been in, like, a century. <laughs> and this is where we get introduced <laughs> to the character. Perfect time for a vacation. <laughs> 
perfect time to get rid of your kids because we have um, a young boy in the in this limousine. He's all bundled up to the nines in like winter gear. They they're not mm-hmm. playing, and um, his name is Charles Pemberton Schilling the third, and Ooh. he's. He's kind of a spoiled rich kid. I wouldn't go say too much spoiled like he's a brat. But he does, like, um, as we get into the story, he's very um, sheltered. I would say he's more sheltered than spoiled. He is. Hmm. Um, and super spoiled. Do you know his full name? Uh, Charles Pemberton Schilling III, right? Yeah. <laughs> Charles Pemberton Schilling the third. In case you were wondering how rich this kid is, <laughs> it's all in his name. <laughs> and he is joined by the one and only Daphne, his babysitter. So his babysitter is getting this free ride to babysit him in the country. Because even though. Charles is going to visit his relatives. They still need the babysitter to be there. Well, that's a good gig. Oh, yeah. That's a great gig. <laughs> and Daphne is played by none other than Melissa Joan Hart, the keeper Ooh. of all our hearts. We love you, Melissa Joan Hart. Come back with Sabrina renewal season. It'd be <laughs> glorious. She can be the aunt this time. <laughs> That'll be like, you know how Aunt they're doing, Sabrina. you know how they're doing like the Fresh Prince remake. <laughs> oh like... my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> so excited! Actually, I feel like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina kind of takes that like mold of how the Fresh Prince is like more serious. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is kind of more serious, kind of. Yes, that's why I wasn't as into it. That and I just don't like. I don't like demon folklore that much. Like that, they they really, <laughs> they really went way into it. But um, yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying. They're they're like one rating away from like just showing us somebody chopping off a goat's head and drinking the blood. You know, I if you told me that happened in that show, I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> they did so much stuff. But no, we grew up on the. Um... How how am I supposed to care about her relationship with Harvey? When she's like drinking goat's blood, it's just I don't know. <laughs> Can I be a witch? Can I be a human? Like that's that sound. You can't. You can't be a human. I'm sorry. You you failed. You have <laughs> Satan on speed dial. You can't do it. <laughs> He's there. I saw him in the episode. You can't. You can't do it. It was also Sabrina. You need any help? Yeah, I just gotta need a little bit of help. Yeah, just sign your soul over to me, and we're good. Mm-hmm. And like they try to paint it in such a corner. That like, uh, just pick one girl. <laughs> also, like it goes on this trope where it's like, in these relationship shows where there's like, oh, a special twist to the teen drama. Like, if anyone found out what she was doing, all of her human friends would not talk to her because she's a satanist. <laughs> so, just don't be in a relationship with any of those people because you shouldn't be in a relationship with somebody if it's like, oh, if they find out this one detail about me, we'd be done. Yeah. So I have to keep it a secret. Like, it's already over at that point. Just don't do it. <laughs> Unless Harvey's a secret Satanist. I didn't really keep watching, so maybe he is. Uh, he, he's from a line of witch hunters. Spoilers out. 
Actually, that's pretty good. No, they got me. That's pretty good. <laughs> You're gonna start watching it. <laughs> no, wait. That's a great catch. Next week, Phantom of the Silver Screen, episode one, season one, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> it ends with him catching her. Yes, Melissa Joan Hart did not do any of that. She was a lighthearted teen dealing with real teen things and learning how to be a witch. But all the spells are lighthearted and cute. And Satan, mm-hmm. like. She also has a genetic pre-witch position or whatever they called it to be addicted to pancakes. That was one of the episodes. Yeah. Her witch powers make her like a fiend for pancakes. It's it's kind of great. That is a... You should watch that. That was a good show. I love that episode. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, back to, back to Melissa Joan Hart and other stuff. Yes. So the limousines take them into the country and they're spending the weekend. So it was just a weekend? It made yeah. it sound like it was like an entire fucking like the entire summer, like we're so used mm-hmm. to. Um, well, not summer, Christmas vacation. I guess the the guys was that the parents were at a wedding, so mm-hmm. it makes sense. It's a weekend, but it did feel like a couple of days, like a few day and night cycles passed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're gonna spend a weekend with Charles's aunts, and. As Jumbie said, they're going away. Um, their parents went away for a wedding that weekend, and no kids were allowed. So they decided to send Charles and Daphne, the babysitter, to stay with the aunts. Um, it's kind of weird uh, what they did here, because I've never really heard of like a a babysitter who's like you know a sleep in babysitter who stays over. Like it's weird. I've heard second. Of it. I've heard really? of that, especially with these families. It's like he the the boys that sheltered and that rich were he'd probably not get along or he'd be too out of place at his great at his aunt's house. So Daphne's there to be like that buffer, you know? So it's something familiar. Well, that, I, I, I that, I've heard of this. That also is was weird to me. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, but it's just also weird to me that they hired Somebody as young as Melissa Joan Hart, who's like a year <laughs> older than him, who it appeared like they couldn't trust alone with him, which is why they sent him to the aunt's house. So it's just like, you need a babysitter for the babysitter you hired. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just to acclimate and assimilate, all that good stuff. But, you know, I don't I don't understand these these rich people, you know, the culture <laughs> difference. Yes, if you if you can't tell by the quality of our podcast, we are not. <laughs> we're, we're not, not rich. rich. We're not limousine to the country rich. All right, but rich enough where we are doing a podcast. Take that mm-hmm. with whatever grain of salt you want to take that with. I'm I'm rich in happiness mm-hmm. and other things. Yeah, rich in because I'm talking about Melissa Joan Hart. Yes, the princess of the '90s. And I'll keep saying that because it's, it's the only time she, she shows up in the show. She was in the, this movie. I, I can't I never remember the name of this movie. It had like so many big actors, but she was in it, I believe, as somebody who was trying to get everyone to sign their yearbook. And like one of the jocks threw her yearbook in the pool and was really sad because it was Melissa Joan Hart. Seth Green was in it and he got locked in a bathroom with some lady. I, I don't remember the name of this movie, <laughs> but I, I feel like she was in it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I, I can't hardly wait. 
Can't Hardly Wait. That was the name of the movie. That was a 90s movie. That was a purely 90s movie. Check it out. It probably doesn't hold up. It probably has really disgusting jokes. I don't remember. But I barely remember the movie to begin with. I just remember those few Damn, details. Damn, dude. This is, uh, this what, is a huge cast. I know. That's what I remembered most for. It had all the 90s people. It had uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt from I Know What You Did Last Summer, which we will definitely have to cover. Uh, Jason Siegel, Donald Faison. Jason Siegel was in there? Selma Blair. Get out of here. Can we review this movie? <laughs> no, uh, it's comedy romance. It's yeah. only an hour and 41 minutes. Movies used to be a lot tighter back then. They don't, <laughs> now they're all like two hours and a half. Yeah. Like, oh, man. What a Just stroll. Fine. <laughs> what a stroll down memory lane. Let's make yeah. a movie with all the 90s heartthrobs back then. It was 1998, so they were just like, let's get one out. Let's just put everyone in it. We're almost out of 90s. <laughs> we got to do this. <laughs> we're almost out of 90s. Y2K is coming, so we can have the, this. Yeah, the end of the world's over. It, hey, the world didn't end. Yeah. Uh, so, we're still at the beginning of this. <laughs> the, the yeah, we are. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. The, the limousine driver pulls up. Um, to this house, and it's uh... still not out the car. <laughs> <laughs> like we're getting there. <laughs> That's the drawback of having Melissa Joan Hart in, a, in yeah. that episode. Um, she brings up feelings. Yeah, nostalgia. Um, so they drove to, and they they describe it as a very old house in the woods, and Jumby and I are like. I guess the millennial, like, real estate is so high right now. I look at that house. I'm like, yo, I don't care how haunted that house is. I'm down. That's a very nice mm-hmm. house. In, in like, the 90s, that's a that's a $80,000 house at most. <laughs> you better buy that house. Yeah, dude. Yeah, put down down payments on that first and last. Even if it's a remote. <laughs> you have to put even in your better. own Wi-Fi and all that shit in there. Like, Wi-Fi. They don't even have heating in there. They have to. They have a fire. <laughs> put up your own cell tower. You have to do all this shit yourself. But <laughs> it's a very nice house. But they they call it spooky and old, which whatever. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's not on the outside. You can't tell. Maybe in the inside because they have like these ancient heating mechanism things, or maybe that's just common because we don't really know too much about what it takes to heat a home up there That's true. in the country in the, in country. the north country so daphne gets out of the car and her and charles both are, are in agreement that it's a ve- it looks very spooky but daphne's excited and charles like didn't get out of the car he's like in his seat and kristen has described this as um daphne is like over all of charles's shit and we don't know exactly in what way yet, but we, we're starting to get the picture now. The uh, Daphne gets annoyed. It's like, why aren't you moving? Like, why are you still in the car? <laughs> uh, he's like, that. I don't think that's the right house. That may be another house. Let's go back home. And um, uh, she's like, how would you know that's not the right house? You never met these people before. And then, so I guess that that was enough to get Charles out of the car. Um, 
but he's still like reluctant to go up the stairs or yeah the stairs to the front door and we started getting a little picture of how charles is now um he's like uh what do we do if they don't like him and what if they get mad for waking them up late at night and they're mean to us all weekend (laughs) she's like she's like i i assure you it'll be fine uh they're they're relatives not a couple of witches which is already like foreshadowing Melissa Joan Hart's career. <laughs> I mean, we can't even call it a Easter egg or anything like that, or like, you know, not at the audience because they didn't know she was gonna get that role. I don't. It it was kind of bizarre. Are you afraid of dark? It's kind of scary sometimes, like with how they fuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> like, like DJ Mikhail went back in time after listening to our podcast and just fucking made these stories <laughs> you reached through time dj and messed with us damn what a callback yeah <laughs> nobody gets it <laughs> me not even me in the future gets it. doesn't make sense it's that deep <laughs> so daphne is like encouraging him um to to like get over himself but you know not in a gentle i'm your babysitter like let's talk it out and express your feelings kind of way like uh get the fuck over it and let's do this it's it's cold i don't want to be outside and so daphne ends up knocking on the door and we see two nice elderly women open the door aunt hilda and aunt zelda i'm sorry aunt greta and aunt maylene (laughs) Good call. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking like it's right there. It's on the nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they're going into the house. They wave to the neighbor, the neighbor boy Harvey, and they enter. <laughs> um, the, the limousine driver goes with them. By the yeah. way, he's yeah. very nice. So they come out with like a chandelier, not a chandelier, like a candelabra. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of candles on a one stick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, they're not sure, but then they're like, oh, that's Charles. That's definitely Charles. We remember him. And then they're like, you must be Debbie. And Daphne's like, it's Daphne. She's like, I already know how this weekend's going to go. Cool. Up until that point, I was thinking that Melissa Joan Hart's character, Daphne, was his sister. Me too. Because if they mentioned it in the limousine, I wasn't paying attention enough. Because they just seemed to fight, and she was treating him like a brat. Not not something you would see from a babysitter. Maybe maybe you do. I didn't really have a lot of babysitters, but <laughs> I assume they were nice to you. I <laughs> They're not all like Vicky from our Fairly Odd Parents or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when they said like, "Oh my gosh, you must be Charles," and then they didn't say anything to Daphne for a second, and I was like, "Oh, they really hate you." <laughs> Like oh, it makes sense now. Like they're not related. <laughs> we don't remember you, Charles. Oh well, we remember you, Daphne. Mm-hmm. I was like, remember one. you, Debbie. <laughs> <coughs> so Aunt Greta leads him into the house, including mm-hmm. the driver. But um, Aunt Maylene doesn't close the door right away. In fact, she goes outside and looks around, and then finally she closes the door. It looks. All around. She looks at the cameraman. She looks at everywhere and then she <laughs> closes the door in the cameraman's face. 
So suspicious. Aunt Greta offered to make the driver a cup of tea. You know, he he drove all this way. It's late. Just have a cup of tea and leave. But he's like, nah, I'm good. Everybody's inside. Cool. Peace. And he just leaves. This man isn't about the country. He's trying to get back to the big city as fast as he can. Yeah. And Aunt May Lee is just like, wow, no one ever seems to stick around long, do they? Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. It, it, in this moment, it was probably because of Melissa Joan Hart, but I was like, oh, these two are witches. They're like literal witches. And this is somehow going to be about like the gingerbread witch, you know, like from Hansel and Gretel. And they're gonna like try and eat them. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that in this moment. I just I had witches on my mind in the moment, and they were being very suspicious. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I saw the episode before, but they did yeah. have that energy of like very cautious. To me, it was more a cautious mm-hmm. thing. But you know, they had a secret, and I didn't like it. They're like, we know <laughs> something is happening yeah, around here. You're right. They did have a secret. <clears throat> So, um, so Charles and Daphne, um, are shown to the rooms by Anne Greta and Emmeline, and mm-hmm. and Emmeline, they're like lugging up the 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 luggage upstairs, and Daphne's like, "I could help you. I could do it myself. I'm young and and vibrant," <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, we got it. We're we 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 just want to be good hosts," <laughs> and Anne Greta's like. I thought I told you not to bring that shit up. And at me, it's just like I said, hosts, all right? Not ghost, hosts. And Aunt Greta's like, well, you fucking said ghost now, didn't you? So they're, like, they're going back and forth. This is like a COVID, this is like a recurring thing. This is awesome. It was a good back and forth from these <laughs> actresses. So Aunt Greta apologizes for the misunderstanding. Uh, she has poor hearing. But Charles is like, uh, ghosts? Um, and, you know, this already sets the tone of everything that's going on. He got this little nervous, sheltered kid, and he's in this old-ass house that could possibly have a ghost. Where does Frozen come in? We don't know yet, but it's coming. Ghost is going to attack, but it's so cold that it gets frozen. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um... Charles doesn't like staying in the house, clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but Daphne is right there to humble his ass and say, like, not everyone is rich, Richie Rich, another 90s, 80s reference. Not everyone's mm-hmm. Richie Rich like you um, and how your parents are. And your aunts are nice. <clears throat> and then uh, Daphne's just like, just going on with the sass. She's he's like, well, where are you going? He's like, she's like, I'm off to draw your bath, sire. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like full blown Melissa Joan Hart. Like, if you Melissa. everybody our age, if you want to know where your uh, female friend, girlfriend, wife, whatever, where she got her sass, a lot of it's from Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, she is the princess of sass in the nineties. If they grew up at any point in the 90s and they lived in America, hmm. that is where they got their sassy personality. Yes. From Clarissa knows it all. <laughs> oh, uh, explains it all. Mm-hmm. Explains it all. Sorry. 
I didn't actually watch that one. I was a little too young. Oh. Sabrina was my introduction to Melissa Joan Hart. That's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess I was, uh, I guess my age is showing. Uh, I was alive. <laughs> 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 I was watching that and visually aware of everything that was going on. I was watching Sabrina probably on reruns. I'm not sure. Maybe the later seasons as they aired. I definitely watched Boy Meets World of Sabrina like as the new episode came out. Family Matters too. Mm. So much. Oh my god. Ugh. I watch Boy Meets World and Family Matters a lot as well, but maybe not on release. <laughs> maybe the second run. Maybe. The after school when they had everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It was when Disney bought them because they didn't used to be owned by Disney. Yeah. And apparently Boy Meets World got bought out by them. Uh, let's see. So what happened? Uh, so as Daphne's walking away from to 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 actually draw his bath, I thought she was being like like snippy, but she actually was going to draw his bath. Um, Charles hears something. Uh, it he hears the wind, but also like a faint wailing sound from outside, and he's just like Daphne. Did you hear that? And Daphne's just like, that's just the wind. I'm going to run run your bath. Like, hurry up. We got to eat dinner. So it cuts to um, Charles is taking his bath. So, like, we really just run right into this. He's taking his bath, and he's hearing more eerie and creepy noises from inside and outside the house. He he hears, like, he sees the, the light bulb on the string uh, going back and forth and it just stops and stays in one position um, as he's he's hearing like you know the settling sound the house has when it's like somebody's walking on a floor they haven't hasn't been walked on in a little bit mm-hmm. um, and he's hearing voices uh, and he's like oh fuck like this is the worst place to be in right now but by myself. Yeah. But luckily, uh the voices are just the ants and Daphne having a conversation. Uh it turns out that the reason that they don't have any electricity is because they haven't paid their electric bill. And the <gasps> way the way they set it up was funny. It's like, oh, some people just get uppity when you don't pay the the bill on time and then ant was I think Aunt Greta was just like, uh, is three months like not on time? <laughs> it was, I mean, even if it was a day, come on, man. These people need to get paid for their services. You can't yeah. just skip them. Yeah. They don't know if you're going to pay them back. Yeah. Uh, so that's why they don't. But have... I, they didn't have the money. So they, Yes. That is one thing that they don't have the money to really maintain the house or anything like that. Uh, that's that's why it looks the way it does, even though I think it looks fine. <laughs> Considering they have no money, it looks great. Daphne suggests maybe they borrow money from Charles's parents, but Aunt Greta reveals that Charles's great-grandfather and their father many years ago had a feud. Uh, <gasps> nice old country boy versus <clears throat> city folk feud. 
So the other side of the Pemberton Schilling family doesn't ask them for money. And this feud happens because many years ago, Charles's great-grandfather hired a man to work on the family farm. Um, they thought he was a murderer or criminal, something like that. And the father knew the entire time. The great-grandfather knew, but he, uh, Aunt Maylene was just like, no, um, that's not what happened. Sorry, Aunt Greta. Aunt Greta was like, nah, like, he didn't know he was a criminal. Our great-grandfather didn't know he was a criminal, but Aunt Maylene was like, but our father knew there was something off about him. So, uh, hmm. So the, even now, like the ants are feuding over this story that happened like years ago. So it's like, <laughs> like one of those things where like the family problems get inherited by the the kids. Even mm-hmm. like you can see it now. Like to this day, they still won't ask anybody for money, even though they need the help. But at the same time, you know, like pride too. They'd rather struggle and fend for themselves rather than ask for help, because they don't want to bother yeah. anybody. Which is noble. The more, more help you need, the more important your pride becomes. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah. So, so we get at least that tidbit of information, um, and I. So the, this I think they say the story now, if I'm not mistaken. But the the person they you hired, could throw it in there. <laughs> Uh, uh, so Charles's great grandfather didn't listen and allowed the far the dude to work at the as the farmhand, and it turned out he was a notorious bank robber and robbed a mm. bank one day. The oh, the robber was caught running away in the woods, and was put on the train to prison. Aunt Maylene claims that she heard that. The train crashed on the way, and all the passengers died, but no one knows what really happened. The the jail train crashed. That old tale. <laughs> I love the creativity in this. Yeah, never would have thought of that in a million years. <laughs> There's a jail train that the <laughs> that the bank robbers on, and it crashed. <laughs> he escaped. It's it's wild. And he somehow had a bunch of money on him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as this is happening, this conversation's happening, we cut back to Charles, who hears more creepy noises. And it just cuts to him. <laughs> um, it cuts to dinner the next night. The mm. We see the, like, from the point of view of something running from the, in the backyard or front yard or whatever outside and it just it hops over like a wheel that they have out there and it goes crashes through an open window that they had or a window that they had i think it was open yeah um and as the 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 four of them are eating dinner um Whatever went through that window blew out all the candles, and which, you know, startled everybody. At Mainline, it's like, um, it's like, oh yeah, uh, our maintenance worker left before fixing the window. Um, 
and Aunt Greta is just like, <laughs> he left because he got impatient with them not paying him on time. So Aunt Greta is just like throwing their business out there, and mm-hmm. and Aunt Maylene uh, says, like, oh, I think he left because of the ghost. <laughs> oh, Aunt Greta doesn't want to talk about the ghost, but she'll talk about the money problems. She doesn't want to scare the kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Daphne says she's not. Her and Charles aren't scared. And in the middle of this, Charles kept saying "ghost, ghost" after every sentence. It's like, oh, we're but having we're having money troubles. Ghost, <laughs> we're gonna die. <laughs> ghost. Um. Yeah, they they told the story of the the boy, right? Nah, they're gonna say this right now. Um, All right. No, not yet. Um. So Daphne and Charles aren't afraid of ghosts, but Charles just keeps saying ghost. And and Daphne wants to know who what's what's the ghost and who's the ghost and like what what's going on, but they kind of just put it to bed, which is funny because we transition to Charles having a dream um where he's it's fr- like a point of view. So he's see he's looking through a hole. Almost like he's in like a tree or something because the way the hole's shaped. And there's a tall man in farming clothes. The man the man is like angry and he's like, give it back to me. Give it back to me. And he's, you can see him. He goes inside trying to reach into the hole for something. And he pulls out like a red jacket. <laughs> and Charles wakes up terrified, screaming. And... No, he's just terrified, right? He he's in shock. He doesn't scream, but the windows open abruptly, and he hears a noise outside. He looks, and his eyes widen, and he sees a young boy in illuminating, freaking flash white clothing, and all he says is. I'm cold. Haunting. And Charles just freaks the fuck out. And when Jumpy and I watched this, like they had a commercial, they're supposed to have a commercial break in between it. So when it comes back, it's just a clip of the kid saying, I'm cold. But because we're watching this without the commercials, he says, it's like, I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. (laughs) And we're just like, okay, dude. Are you cold? <laughs> Something told me. <laughs> I feel like if it was us, we just have like sarcastic ass comments. Like, we'll put on a fucking jacket and get the fuck out of here, dude. Fuck. Why are you outside in the middle of a blizzard, you idiot? <laughs> so Come on in. Charles runs out his robe and they do like a fast motion of him like trying to put together what to do next. He's like spinning around in circles. He doesn't know what to do. Eventually, he has the wherewithal to like go into Daphne's room, screams his head off, runs underneath the covers. And Daphne's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, we ain't playing this game. (laughs) Get out of this bed right now. I am Melissa Joan Hart, damn it. (laughs) And he, he tells her of the dream. And then on top of that, he tells her, like, I woke up, look outside the window, and I saw the ghost, and I came running here. And Daphne's like, no, that was just a dream. That was just a nightmare. Go back to bed. And he's like, no, I'm scared, and I can't be alone. You're not going to leave me here alone, are you? And then she just looks at him, 
and the next scene is the door slamming in his face. <laughs> mm. So we get and he's a babysitter yeah. of the year. Yeah. So uh, that's a that's a woman who's really tired of his shit. If I ever saw one, trying to get some sleep. So it's the next morning. They're at breakfast, and the ants make uh make a comment about uh that they could clearly see that ja- Charles and Daphne are like pissed off at each other. Um, Daphne explains that he kept her up all night because he says he saw a ghost. And he and he's mad because she doesn't believe him. And he like turns away, like pouty. He's like, she didn't believe me. <laughs> and <clears throat> and most of Joan Hart has this like, I just smelled shit, like kind of face, <laughs> like <laughs> no, stank face. Mad. Yeah. yeah. Um. Charles said he saw the ghost and it spoke to him. And Aunt Maylene is like, oh, it never spoke to us, so. There you go. The ghost is not in Charles's head and Daphne has to swallow that. Even though she doesn't give a fuck. She's just excited now. She's like, what? It's real? Awesome. Charles has like that expression like, see, I told you. But <laughs> Daphne does not give a fuck. She's more excited about the possibility of a ghost. Mm. And Maylene reveals that it uh never comes into the house. So they have nothing to worry about. Cool. Um but that there is a ghost. Um, I can see Aunt Maylene every time the ghost comes, like, oh, I'm cool. And she just closes the windows <laughs> and just gets about her business. Like, all right, whatever, bye. Here we go again. <laughs> just mm-hmm. close the window. Shoo. <laughs> just treats it like a pest. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to mention it because they didn't want to scare Charles. But since Charles met the ghost, might as well fucking go all out. What's the story? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's what Daphne asks. Who's the ghost and what's the story? And they're like, well, we don't exactly know who the ghost is. But many years ago, there was a young boy from a neighboring farm. And uh, their father told them that this boy was always sneaking around their house to find out where their mo- mother had hidden all the cookies. And mm-hmm. then... um. One day he was found in their woodshed all curled up, almost like he was trying to stay warm, but froze to death and died. Damn. Really dark, especially for Christine. Yeah. She must have had some tips from Betty Ann. She was definitely like bugging today, man. She was like, mm-hmm. uh uh-uh, uh, you got your girls are too slow. I'm way ahead of you. I have mm-hmm. they're like it's hot. She's like, I'm wearing a denim jacket and a sweater underneath. All right. Mm-hmm. So you guys are sweating a little bit, but you know what else would suck if you froze to death? Here's my story. <laughs> um, and at that moment, when they finish the story, the wood stove burns out, and mm. Daphne offers her and Charles's services to get more firewood for this wood stove, because there's plenty of wood to chop, because they're in the country. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Sur- surrounded by country trees. <laughs> so Charles is like starting to show his like, you know, the side of him that Daphne knows way too well. And he's mm-hmm. protesting. He he doesn't want to try woodcutting. And he's like, I don't want to be outside. I'm going to get dirty. 
Oh, this is servant stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my parents didn't hire you for for this for for me to do this. <laughs> um, but Daphne's enjoying it. She's like, we gotta get an axe. We gotta chop some wood. It's gonna be fun. And she actually was trying to encourage him. She's like, hey, it's fun. Try it. Take this sharp ass axe and chop some wood. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get dirty. I might get dirty. I don't want to get dirty. My parents said I should, I should, I'm not allowed to touch sharp stuff. So, therefore, I am exempted from all this. And then she's like, you know why I'm tired of your shit? Because <laughs> you're a wimp and a wuss. Like, <laughs> I'd be told that by Melissa Joan Hart. He never recovered. Nope. He just started. She's like, you're always looking... Uh, for excuses to not try new things, and um, very she's judgy. Like, she's like, she's like, you. If it wasn't for me, you'd just be a couch potato sitting in the uh, sitting at home playing video games with nice clean clothes. To which Charles is like, "Well, what's wrong with nice clean clothes? What's why? What is your problem?" What do you have? What do you have against nice, clean clothes? And she's like, "You want to know what my problem is? You want to know what my I problem do. is? <laughs> I want to know because all that whole list was good things. I was happy with all those things. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what the, what's going I want on? Clean here? clothes and a nice video game. What do you What do you mean? Uh, a couch, like an AC unit or a heater? You know, it'd be nice a unit for that part up there. They live, but Daphne wasn't having it. She's like, you know what's wrong? With clean clothes. She gets a pile of mud." Charles just watches her pick up the mud because she takes like an hour to do it and rubs it all over Charles's clothes. And he just starts crying. I felt real bad because <laughs> he, he gave her a real convincing little kid cry. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna he's like, I'm gonna tell my mom and dad and they're gonna deal with you and you're gonna get in trouble. And and that's when they both hear uh interesting sound. Oh, wasn't quite the wind. So they look and they see nothing. But Charles is like, no, I know the ghost is here. And we need to head back to the house now. Daffy's like, nah, I want to see. I want to check this out. Let's see what's up. And she, she like runs off. And Charles has like, do I go back to the house alone? Or do I go <laughs> looking for Daphne alone? And he chose, like, okay, both of those scenarios, I'm alone. So I'm just going to stay here and call for her. But what he really did was lure some footprints that we see in the mud toward him. And it just gets closer and closer and closer until it's finally right in front of him. Charles backs away, turns around to run, and... Then he is met face to face with the ghost. Um, mm. And all the voice says is, I'm cold. And Charles runs away terrified. And every time he keeps running, whatever direction he's running, like he <laughs> just see the, the ghost in its bright ass clothes. <laughs> just um, shining in front of him and he just leads into like a different direction and I think the ghost is like oh okay 
wherever I show up, he runs the opposite direction. So I'm just going to start, like, putting myself in the right places. Eventually, Charles walks into a mud puddle. And he's trying to get out and slips face first into the mud. And I think that wasn't planned. I think he was just supposed to get out and <laughs> Daphne takes him out. But he actually did trip. And they're like, oh, we this is awesome. We're going to use this footage. Because they fucking replay it. <laughs> they show it to us twice. They're like, oh, this is too good. We got to like, like, um, like some kind of shit from American Home Videos. It's like rewind it. But like, oh, funny. They put noises. the sound effects? Yeah, the sound effects. <laughs> uh, and, um, but he lands in the mud and he's screaming for Daphne and Daphne shows up. She picks him up. They are together. And then they look over and they both see the ghost. Daphne and Charles both look shocked. Daphne's more intrigued if any, if anything. Um, but yeah, he is standing right next to the tree. So he's standing right next to the tree. He notices um, the landscape looks very familiar to him and he tells Daphne about the experience as well he's just like you're not gonna believe this I saw that ghost it's back um I just had a really horrible experience and I'm sure you're gonna empathize with me and Melissa Joan Hart's just like yeah whatever was like it's fine (laughs) so yeah so Daphne helps him up they clean him up a bit he gets a few hundred dollar bills from his pocket to wipe off some of the dirt and then discards them, you know, as Charles is known to do. And then after he settles himself and calms down, he notices that the surroundings looks very familiar to him. And the log is the same log that he dreamed about with that crazy man. So Charles tells her about the dream um, and tells her about the, the robber that like, reached in and took something from that hole. So he goes toward the hole and he searches around. He searches all around it, looks inside of the hole and forgets about his fear of mud because right <laughs> now he's roughing it. He's just digging through old bark until he gets to this red jacket, which I thought the bad guy, the bad like criminal man took earlier, but I guess he just put it back. <laughs> So he finds the red jacket and he like unfolds the red jacket and a big piece of metal plops out. And just at this moment, somebody shows up. And it was a normal, healthy little boy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he puts on the red jacket and he doesn't go out saying, I am warm. (laughs) I'm not cold. That would have been even better. <laughs> yeah. I'm cold no more. <laughs> and then leaves. But he does wave goodbye to them. And Charles reveals to everybody that, hey, he just wanted a jacket because he was cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His spirit, the spirit of this little boy waves. And then the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin show up next to him and they both wave (laughs) and then they all disappear. And I'm Hayden Christensen. (laughs) (laughs) And then they superimpose Hayden Christensen. (laughs) Why do they do these things? So, um, 
So that's one mystery solved. The boy's soul is put to rest. Mm-hmm. But what about that big metal thing? So Charles it looks like a key, right? Yeah. But we don't know anybody have like a locked chest or anything. I don't. I don't know what that what that was about. So they did the right thing, and Charles and Daphne went to Ancred and Aunt Maylene. Mm-hmm. And Aunt Maylene, and it's a good thing they did because Aunt Maylene knows exactly what it's for. It is a latch for the stovepipe. <gasps> I haven't been able to use that stove for forty <laughs> years. <laughs> So she places it into the long stove and it turns open. It turns out the wood stove never worked properly because when they turned turned it, there was something trapped inside and it was never completely open. Once that turned, a whole bunch of jingling, jingling sound is heard. Santa? <laughs> they, um, Charles opens the door on the wood stove and out comes... A cornucopia of old, dusty, valuable gold motherfucking coins. It just had a whole bunch of gold coins. And they weren't the chocolate kind either. They're real gold. Yeah. And everybody's in shock except for Daphne. And she's like, I think your money troubles are over. And, you know, she has to go down, go, go out and like, a nice ass sassy line like that. She's not shocked mm-hmm. about the gold coins. She's just like, oh, they're nice. Mm, these <laughs> things happen to Melissa. <laughs> so, story ends. We cut back to the Midnight Society, and everybody explains <laughs> the rest of the story. Um, and everybody forgot about the heat. In fact, we see them like with jackets on now. Uh, Frank says the robber hid the gold in the pipe. Kiki says the little boy saw him when he was looking for the cookies. And um, David's like, this was from Charles's dream, but it was all true because he completely ignored the fact that, sh- that Charles said it out loud. Yeah. Come on, David. Be an know. active listener. This is why she's not going to stay with you. <laughs> and... <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's right. Like that's where they broke up because she just doesn't mm-hmm. listen. It's like that's it. It's the last <laughs> time. This communication issue is not going away. We're yeah. done, Dave. And he's like, "Yeah, tell me more." It's like put on my next story. <laughs> so, and Betty Ann had some sympathy and empathy for. She's like, "Oh, the little boy, <laughs> the little boy froze to death, and he was scared from, and uh, he was scared hiding from the robber, and no one knew he was there." It's like, damn, that sucks. Uh, she would fixate on that because she's like, that's pretty dark, Christine. I respect that. <laughs> but you're treading on my territory and I don't like that. And then she looked at her for 20 minutes without blinking. <laughs> and then Kristen's like, I told you that, uh, she's like, I told you my story would give uh, give you all the shivers. And they all smile and nod because they knew what we learned. That this is Kristen's last story ever for Are You Afraid of the Dark? This was in one of the little trivia facts that we kind of try and look up. So we spoiled it a bit for ourselves, but it's so sad. Yes. This means sometime soon, we don't know when, Kristen is going to depart the show. Yes. Or she's going to have a really rough season next season. <laughs> Just sit there and say nothing. Um. So... 
I so she did dress up for this part because she wore a jacket and it's the story was about a jacket. So kudos yeah, to her. She wore winter gear, yeah. Yeah. Frozen that, that's a costume. Mm-hmm. In the in the middle of a heat wave. To which Gary says he gets up and declares the meeting of the Heat Wave Society close, and he puts the water, the midnight water on the on the midnight fire, with the, the mid- heat wave water oh. on the heat wave fire. You're correct. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. Using the heat wave red water bucket, mm-hmm. and they ignited that fire with heat wave dust, <laughs> and symbolically putting out the last story for Kristen. Never going to get to see her yeah. dress up again. Yes, because Kristen or Rachel Blanchard used this opportunity to become share in the TV adaptation of Clueless. Whoa. Well, that's, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think that turned out good, but... <laughs> What a role! That I mean that role. that would that would have sounded good. That that is that was a big role, and I think it like launched whatever. Like she became a star after this. Like she not did. like, and she was in some stuff. She was in Flight of the Concords TV show. Yeah, but uh, that's about it. That's all I remember. I feel like she's gonna be like in Marvel soon, and then <laughs> just completely launch her career. That'd be crazy. Should she have played? Madam Web. Hmm? <laughs> I was gonna say, should she have been uh uh Captain Marvel instead of Brie Larson? Who knows? Could have. No, no, that is very typecasting because they're both blonde, and that is wrong. We yeah, don't condone that. <laughs> or is it wrong not to exp- say that you know they could they could handle it because of their acting ability? We just believe in them so much they can pull off any role. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of blonde, maybe Melissa Joan Hart should have been Captain Marvel. I would watch that eighty-seven <laughs> times. That'd be so good. Or ninety times, right? Right. You did it. Yeah. 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 I see what you did there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> be given all the Cree sass. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? Carol Danvers explains it all. Yeah. And then she in that movie she'd have to go back to the nineties because that's where that movie <laughs> took place. So that would fit really well. That would, she'd watch herself on TV like, oh my god! <laughs> you know, Disney wouldn't resist. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Do, do they own Sabrina? I think it was ABC. TJF, yeah, yeah. Disney owns ABC, right? Disney owns like everything. <laughs> I'm only asking. It'd be easier just to list the things they don't own. Yeah. They don't own the Peacock streaming channel or Paramount Plus. That's pretty much it. Actually, I do. I think they do own the Peacock. Get, get out of my face! Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I can't don't believe know. that. I just. Why don't... would they just throw the shows on Disney Plus then? That's how you you create the market. You create two rivals yourself. Have them I war with this. each other. So people fund one or the other, but you profit the entire time. I hate this Pepsi Coke BS. <laughs> Phantoms of the Silver Screen are not sponsored by Disney, but hey, <laughs> you you can see how fast we sell out. Trust us. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell anything. <laughs> Start reviewing Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Was it you said the other day of Wizards of Waverly Place? Wizards of Waverly Place. I still crack up with that joke. That's how. That's where I am <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh, but this was a good episode. I liked it. And I remember how much I loved it as a kid. It brought back that nostalgia. It was nice to see from a first episode standpoint. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart obviously stole the show. Of course. Love seeing her in this. Brought back a lot of good memories, good feels. Charles was a good uh, foil to her. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, Charles was apparently DW from the Arthur series, by the way. DW, like the little sister. That's funny. Because. And the inspiration for the Arthur closed fist meme that everyone loves. Because. <laughs> uh, Kiki is Francine Frensky, so Wow. That show's gonna end. Uh, That's like they canceled it. Arthur? Yeah. What's did does does Arthur die? Like why would they cancel <laughs> it? It just go you don't end it. You just keep going. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't imagine why they would end it. Everyone watches it. <laughs> it was such a coming of age tale. Just just Benky punches him hard one day and just he doesn't get back up. <laughs> like Arthur, I've done this a hundred times. I, just, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh man, that's like Buster's. Just like his ears are down. Just sad. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, man, it was a good story. If I were to modernize it, I don't think I can. It was just there's just something about it that's very charming. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't mess with it. I in fact I would, I would mess with a few things. What would you mess with? Um, I would put the ghost in and do the whole haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor thing, mm-hmm. and I would put the the cold ghost, the frozen ghost, in the background of a lot of shots without any music cues, Ooh. just like just to be there. That's all I would change because I I love when they do that. It's so fun <laughs> for the audience. Especially when you're rewatching it, just to be like, where is it? I can't find it. Did I find them all? I need to look up a YouTube video. Like, it just creates yeah. this need to find it. Like, uh, as Daphne and the aunts are talking when Charles is taking a bath, you see them, mm-hmm. like, close a window and, like, he's there. Yeah, but, like, no music cues, no, huh? Yeah. Just, like, he's there. If you saw him, you saw him. If you didn't, it's fine. Damn, that's awesome. Watching. Paramount Plus, come on. <laughs> Be fun. They're remaking Goosebumps. Yes. You got to get in on that. Yeah. Just fucking do this war again. Let's have a fucking flat. We will review the shit out of everything from that. Yeah. Do it for free. I hope, I hope Goosebumps is not fucking campy, man. <laughs> I, I mean, it was in the beginning. They were trying. It, you think they're going to do the gritty reboot? That would be wild. No. Oh, okay. It would. That's not, that's not what I want, though. I, I, I Fuck, I do want it. But not like I kind of want that. I right? want both. You want Slappy to come out and just slap people to death. Like, yeah, just you know, like Slappy just like you know calls up Charles Lee Ray. It's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's basically Chucky. Yeah, it's like the same concept, evil doll. The with the mask, the fucking the haunting of the mask, dude. That'd be so. Mm-hmm. And just have that in competition with everything that uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark could produce. Dude, it yeah. would be such a wild time. Be a resurgence that we desperately need. 
Yo, but shout out to Arl Stein for for banking on this, and I hope he is banking on this. I hope they didn't like do just enough where he just doesn't get any of the profits. Mm-hmm. I hope he's like getting shit ton of money off of this. Me too. Me too, because or his estate, I guess. I'm not sure if he's. Is he around? Yes, he's still alive. Okay, good. Then yeah, I hope he gets all the money. And I hope it's like, like they do the individual books. You know, I hope they don't do like, uh, like you know he's there. Like, even though I like I love Jack Black as Arlstein, Stein, I just mm-hmm. I want I want to see like the individual books. That'd be cool, like a a true adaptation. I promise, Jumbi and I really like this story, even though we just got off topic so many times. <laughs> no, it was good. We had Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Christine's last story. Yes. Even though it's sad that it's her last story. Yes. Um. The, at the, least her last story featured Melissa Joan Hart. Am I right? I mean, ooh, that's a good way to go out. Yeah. You know, they could have shot this, and they never could have met. That, that's interesting to me. They probably didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I'm cold thing is very iconic for me, at least. I don't know for the masses, but that really freaked me out and traumatized me, and I'm forever going to hold that to my grave. Um, yeah. This is your, like, I see dead people thing. And, of course, Charles, the the actor who played Charles, was great. Like, he did yeah. see him like a scared um, rich kid. It made, made me feel bad for him when he was whining. Yeah. Some people have an adverse reaction to that. They're like, I hate kids. I'm going to whine. But like, I always feel bad. I'm like, oh, I'm that time, crying. Like, like, Come I, on. Yeah, I felt bad. It was... But uh, Daphne, uh, Melissa Joan Hart played a very good Daphne as somebody who's tired of his shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you you felt it right, right from the get-go. And I don't know. Uh, the ants did great. Yeah. Cool. Everything was good. So. So. We talked about this episode. We liked the episode. We went on a few fun tangents. And, you know, nostalgia-driven, Melissa Joan Hart-fueled memory lane walks. But now we are toward that time where we're going to wrap up. But first, we're going to reveal the name of the next episode, which neither of us have looked up. We're going to give our best guess. Who the storyteller is going to be, and then what will the story be yes. about to the best of our ability based on just the title? <laughs> of course, if we both remember it or if one of us remembers it, we'll let you know. But we haven't seen that many, so nope. let's check it out. What is the next episode going to be called? Rip The Tale, season seven. Sorry, season two, episode eight. Weird is- name. Is titled The Tale of the Whispering Walls. Say that one more time. The Tale of the Whispering Walls. Like the wall. One, 100% in my mind, I know who it is. Gary? Betty Ann. Damn. It has to be. She's so scary. That's a scary title. Yeah. Nobody's going to do something that scary. That is scary, Betty Ann, all the way. That sure doesn't have a. Uh, the Whispering Walls could be sci fi esque. See? It could be. It could be. I'm going with Gary because that's the person we haven't heard from yet. I would like to hear from him, actually. Cause when was the last time we heard a Gary or Betty Ann tale? 
Betty Ann was the uh, 13th floor. That wasn't that long ago. Okay, I'm less confident. But still, I'm sticking to my guns. Damn, for me, it's like Gary or Frank. Or Frank, really? Yeah, even though Frank did Midnight Madness, uh, Midnight Madness and I keep Not forgetting he did that. <laughs> we but I mean, Frank has the gem. Like He always has a few gems to deliver, so he would have a good title like this. Yeah. Whispering Walls is scary. That's a very scary thing. Um, and it sucks because we could just rule out Kristen. <laughs> so, I know. So it's like we got a free door, unfortunately. I mean, can we rule out David too? All he <laughs> had was Kristen. Why is he going to stick around? Uh, he did the Tale of the Dark Dragon, so I don't see him doing it again. That's we, true. We got a repeat with uh, Kristen doing the this this one. Because she did the tale of the wish, the final wish. <laughs> the tale of the whispering walls. Betty Ann did the 13th floor. So I'm saying Gary. Because we haven't heard from him yet. And it's the 8th episode. He needs to fucking pull his weight, man. <laughs> Alright. So we got Gary for you, Betty Ann for me. Mm-hmm. Let's he- hear what you think Gary's story will be about. Ah, damn. Fuck. <laughs> And I'm gonna try to guess the story, and I'm gonna think, damn, that sounds like Betty Ann. <laughs> Tale of the Whispering Walls, I think, will be about. Oh man, something. <sighs> a wall that whispers. <laughs> yeah. They hear sounds coming from a wall, and fuck, they they break through it, and it leads them. Oh, where does this lead them to? A different dimension? Damn, that'd be so Gary. Yeah, but that's the problem. It's so Gary. That's so Gary. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll say that. Um, Whispering Walls is going to be about a tale that's going to be set in a high school. Mm. And they break o- there's they break open a wall because they hear voices come from a wall and it's from a leads into a different dimension. <laughs> that sounds so far fetched. Fuck. <laughs> but I mean that's that's what sci fi horror does. <laughs> I think Betty Ann's tale would be that I'm gonna stick with the common motif that this this show keeps throwing at me. Some city kids, right? <laughs> They're going on vacation into the country, right? Mm-hmm. And they're staying at this B and E, this breakfast, this uh, bed and breakfast. So they go there, and inside the place that they're staying, whatever house it is, the walls whisper to them, creepy, creepy things. Um, and the walls are trying to warn the person because something in that house is evil. And killing all the occupants. Killing them. We are for sure certain that Are You Afraid of the Dark does not shy away from death. Yeah. So the house is like on their side and the whispers are actually warnings. And something in that house is evil. Okay. I should have gone with that, but <laughs> I'm going to go. I, who knows if that's true? That's very specific. Yeah. He said B&E. <laughs> yeah. Has to be a better. 
Um, I only thought of that because one of Kiki's stories took place at a bed and breakfast with that um, that weird like age stealing guy. That's true. I'll still say that they're hear they're hearing something from from a wall and it leads them to a different dimension or something. Gotcha. I don't think they have a good budget for that, so I'm going to be wrong, but. I'm they pulled on. it off before. They pulled it off. Cool. So Other it, dimension or evil infested B&E? Which will it be? Will it be neither? Will it be Kristen? Surprise. <laughs> Facts are wrong. Yeah, Trivialitos. Uh, Not like they haven't done that before. <laughs> this is the last code win. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, with all that said, Mm-hmm. Any last words, Jumbie? I'm cold. <laughs> Cute. And with that said, thank you for joining us on another episode of Phantom Silver Screen. We appreciate the listen. We love you all. If you enjoyed this episode, or maybe you didn't, we promise you we have better content. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, give us a give us a follow. We're um probably know we're on Spotify, so yeah. Write a review. Tell us what you really think and Yeah. Rate it. Yeah, rate it. Don't write a review, just rate it. <laughs> It'd be nice. Just just hit that one button. It'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And with that being said, we bid you all adieu. Good night. Bye.